Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the uh, Positive Progression Podcast. I'm here today with uh, Katie McDowell. My name is Caleb, and we're here to uh, just talk it out. Yeah, so, we're talking yeah. about recovery. So yeah. everybody's all anxious about this COVID-19 and isolating, and that's probably the worst thing for an addict to do is to isolate. It is pretty hard because, you know, one of the things that with isolation is you tend to get bored. You, you know, you're, you don't really have anything to do. You're just inside your room or you're at the house. And when there's a uh, self-isolation order, you know, stay-at-home order, you're not able to go out. You're not able to experience what's around you, which is, which is helpful in your recovery. And you tend to kind of shut down and you get bored or you blow up. And those are ways, those, that's, boredom is a huge trigger. So, yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, we're noticing like a big surge in addiction. Alcohol sales have gone up, domestic violence. Um, uh, divorce rates have actually increased. Yeah, and so this is a whole perfect storm for disaster. And so you want to reach out. You want to reach out to people, call people, get outside, go for walks, get your exercise, and you know keep your faith because God is allowing this. I think this is really um, the first time everybody has been inside for Passover. Really? Mm-hmm. I, um, I think you mentioned, yeah, yeah. you mentioned it a while back. Um, no, but the Bible actually, the Bible actually does say that um, there's a scripture where Jesus says, "I came not to bring peace, but a sword." And to um, you know, he he basically, you know, the Bible does refer to him as a prince of peace. But sometimes God shakes things up, and there's times when He allows things to happen in order to shake things up. I mean, look at Israel; they were hit by a famine for what, three and a half years, was it? Three and a half years they were hit by a famine, and um, they were allowed to suffer for 400 years. There was 400 years of silence from God, so it, it wasn't really anything it, to them. It wasn't anything new for God to allow things to happen in order to shake things up, so they could come back to Him. Well, there's actually quite a few famines. There was the seven years of plenty and the seven years of lean with Joseph. Um, God warned Pharaoh ten times before He destroyed them. Uh, the tenth time was the the, when the firstborn male died, and um, you know that's what Pharaoh had done to the Israelites. So things come around full circle, and so I think the main thing um, that we, we really need to do if we want things to get better is to repent, and so God will back us up because it's really simple. It's true, because you, you did say something very important. You said things come back full circle, and think about it: we treat God in our modern culture and society as if He's some sort of disease, and I, you know, it's in a sense rather fitting that now there's a rampant disease that everyone's talking about and it's forcing people to draw closer to God. Yeah, if you read all of Second Chronicles, um, not just Second Chronicles 7.14, but it talks about I will send plagues. God allows, God is permitting this. I mean, we don't probably like it. Nobody likes the chastising of the Lord, but God is permitting it to get our attention because we've taken a lot. I've taken a lot for granted. I mean, even in the uh, book of Revelation, it says when the trumpets blow that there will be uh, diseases and plagues poured out upon the earth. It was, um, they, they, there's, there's several different, um, examples they give. They give the seven trumpets. They have the seven seals, the seven bowls that they, um, Pour, the seven vials that they pour. There's so many different, um, and it all comes in sequences of seven, but mainly it's a lot of, in each one, whether it's the bowls, the vials, or the trumpets, there's always disease in each one. There's always some form of, some, some form of judgment which comes in the shape of disease, which was how God would actually chastise Israel back in um, the times of Moses because 
when they wouldn't you know they, they became very sick there was a plague that hit the land and I think 3,500 died there was um, again the, the serpents that attacked and more died there was you know famine there was locusts there was all sorts of things and then of course with Egypt we saw what happened in Egypt there was a plague that spread across leprosy was seen as you know was leprosy was seen as speaking evil of another person that's what happened um, when they spoke evil of Moses and they would have to keep the sin outside of the camp that's why when they did the the sacrifices the ashes they said take way outside the camp you take it way out and they had to separate the people and so now we're all kind of quarantined right uh, they would quarantine lepers and you look at like the media and all the bad mouthing back and forth and we really have to pray to stay out of that stuff turn the media off get into the word of god and that will give you peace and you will know the end result because if you look at what's happening day to day you're going to get overwhelmed and you can um you know like your bills and different things like that but they had to leave and go into the desert but god provided everything for them it was a long journey and many people say well the israelites were lost for 40 years they weren't lost because the bible says that they had by night a pillar of fire and a, a cloud by day god could have taken them in 11 days but they weren't ready they, they still weren't. had egypt they had to go through i was actually talking about this with brian the other night um they had to go through um a breaking point because every like it isn't every 40 years is a new is about um there's only 100 there's only five generations in 100 years yeah i think that 40 so, years is a sign of an unbelieving generation that's what happened um, when the miracle ceased at the temple the second temple era um after who died, he died on Passover, was in the Feast of Unleavened Bread and rose on first fruits. Um, and that's the ancient name of Jesus. But, you know, the Jesuits changed it to Jesus. But um, he actually came to fulfill all of the feast days, but it doesn't mean they're gone forever. I mean, they're, they're, the Jewish people remember what God has done for them. And so it's good to always remember. And God took them out of Egypt so they could keep the Sabbath, yeah. so they could keep the feast days, so they could. And I mean, from the very get-go, God had a redemption plan for humanity. Yeah, and His first God always wants to redeem people. He doesn't want us to perish in sin and disease and all these things. But He's holy, and there's consequences. If I go out and I eat a bunch of junk and I take a bunch of drugs and I go driving, uh, you can't blame God because I got in a car wreck and got killed or killed somebody and say, "Well, why did God let that happen?" Well, there's also a devil. There's also our free will. That's true. We do what we want. God, God. You might say, well, God could have intervened. Yes, he can. But the, free, the point of free will is that we can make our own choice. And there are things that God will just say, okay, you, you made your own choice. I can't do anything to stop you. And there's other times when he will intervene. He will give you a, a second chance. But there, most of the time, it's our own choice. We made the decision. And because of that, it's going to happen. We God is never the problem. We are. He's, he's not the problem. We are. Yeah. He made and, everything perfect. And what do we do? We mess it up. We messed it up. So, and, um... I mean, everybody in the Bible messed up, I think, besides his son. It's interesting, but the, it's oftentimes the worst people in the Bible that God refers to as the people after his own heart, rather than the best. Because think about what happened with, um... I mean, David was a murderer. David... Um, was an adulterer david was a fornicator david but he was, repented he repented but there were so many things that he did against god no, and against the people of god but god still said 
you're a man after my own heart. But yet, he also said, you have shed too much blood to build my temple. And then Solomon built the temple, and what happened? He defiled it. Inside the temple rooms were too much idols money. to... See, money! I see, like, I just kind of got back from a trip, and I see a friend of mine who had an international ministry. I've seen it over and over. It's so grievous to see people who had huge ministries, and then they fall away into these... It's scary. You know, sometimes I think, God, I want to go and change nations. But then you see what happens to people that do so. It's good to, to I'd rather be humble and small than big and get corrupted. What's funny, there's actually um, a song on the radio. I don't know if you've heard it on Caleb, Dream Small. Yeah, it's a, it's Dream a, Small? Dream Small. Be simple. Yeah, it's like... Because uh, it doesn't take much for people to get going thinking they're all that. It, it doesn't, you know, it's... Um, Gotta be humble. I think... Because what I was teaching about the other day was power is something that people crave. You know, you're made in the image of God and all these things. And, you know, you're going to crave power. Because God is an all-powerful being. And if you're made in His image, you, you're going to want some of that power. You're going to crave it. It's just human nature. We don't like to be ruled. We don't like to have authority above us. So you want to be the person in authority. So we tend to get caught up in wanting that power in saying that power is mine. It doesn't belong to anyone else. And ma- many, yeah, we get delusional. You know, you think of God creating the heavens and the earth and these little people that defy him. It's like, you got a lot of nerve. Yeah. You know, While you're eating his food, drinking his water, breathing his air. I mean, look at all these gazillionaires that make all this money and then they want to like exterminate like all the population it's like okay so you want to kill your customers the nine richest guys in 1925 met at the edgewater beach hotel you can, you can google it samuel and saul arthur uh, all these these guys uh, ended up nine out of nine completely destitute wow they were the richest men in the world you can google it yeah. That's that's new. Nine out of nine. nine I think five of... committed suicide, yeah. Five. So when you base it on this world, and you base it on the money, and you base it on, look at Pharaoh. Pharaoh in the beginning, he said, I don't know your God, and I don't really care. And how he got destroyed. That's true. And here's the thing with Pharaoh was he thought that he, could, he could play with God. Delusional. Because... God, you know, God allowed for his heart to harden. The Bible says that God hardened Pharaoh's heart. But I think it was, it's more in a sense, you know, he wanted to teach Pharaoh something. He wanted to teach him. He gave him nine opportunities to the tenth. I mean, the tenth is the hand of God in Hebrew. Came down and, and and if they didn't have the blood on their doorposts. Well, here's the thing that happened after that. He had already gone through all these things and he said, okay, take your people and leave. I don't want him here anymore. I don't want to mess with your God. And the moment that they're leaving, he gets in his chariots and he leads out the all the armies of Egypt. It says that the entire nation of Egypt went after them. Actually, they didn't realize what they did because they said, get out of here and gave them all their stuff. See, we can't they, and they, gave, they gave them more than their stuff. They, yeah. gave, them, they gave them offerings. They didn't they gave them lift a butter knife. They, they just... Get out. And you know what? None of the dark... It was grossly dark. And none of that darkness hit the Israelite homes. That's true. Um, and, you know, the um, the whole spreading of the waters thing, you know, dividing the waters, that's very big in the Bible because, you know, Moses lifted the staff and God parted the waters. Um, 
Joshua, he had the priests carry the ark and God pardoned part of the waters. Elisha took Elijah's robe and struck the waters and God parted the waters. It's, it's and it's all interesting because it's it has to do with, with submersion. You know, water is symbolic of a new birth and you know because each time something was washed away. What was um what was washed away the first time with with um with Moses, the Egyptians, everything that that could have that would have destroyed them was washed away. What was um what stayed in the water when um when Joshua crossed the River Jordan with the Israelites, twelve stones, a pillar of twelve stones to remind the people of Israel, you know, that they were out. So again, submersion, you know, the submersion washes it away and the submersion leaves um, a landmark for you to look back on and say, This is something, you know, you know when your children it says when your children will look on it and they ask you, it will be as rem- in order to remember, in remembrance, you will tell me it is in remembrance of us entering this land. And then not only that, but when Elisha strikes the waters, it's a symbol of the anointing that he has. Once you, you know, he's, he's no longer afraid to pass through the waters. The waters have no power over him. They cannot hold him back. And, um, it's, you know, Jesus, he told, you don't fight someone who tells the oceans to, to be peaceful. Well, it made the oceans. Yeah. Well, in the first place, he made the oceans. He spoke and everything. I mean, yeah. here we are. The only thing that God did not create was man. What I mean by that is because to create means he, he to create is to have something out of nothing. Man was made. God took From his time. Door man was made from the dirt god took his time that's why we have that ashes to ashes dust to dust that comes from the fact that we're made of dirt you know and it's and in the dirt there's not very much nutrients but um people don't realize how much it's a part of your life it all goes back to that one little thing it provides nutrients for everything on here if there's no dirt there's no plant life if there's no plant life there's no insects there's no um there's no cows, you know, you don't have the, the secondary consumer, you don't have the, the, uh, the consumer who eats the cow, and then you don't have the person who slaughters the person who whatever ate the cow, and, you know, you don't have all these things. The life cycle would be useless, there would be no life cycle with what is seen as the most useless. There's many books, many religions, but only the Bible is prophesied exactly what's happening in the world today. If you are alone, you are struggling, you have an anxiety, just call us. We're available. Uh, we run a rehab here in San Jose. Um, we don't advertise as a Christian rehab, although I do want to do a Christian rehab because that's what changed my life. But you're not alone. You're not alone in this, and um, we can help. And if you need anything, just give us a call, 888, and just give us a call at 888-333-3963, and Addiction Specialist is available to you now. Thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you soon. Hello, thank you for tuning in to Positive Progression Podcast. This is Katie McDowell, and we are here at Positive Progression. We are an inpatient drug and alcohol rehab facility, and we just wanted to let you know that you are not alone. If you are suffering from anxiety, depression, um, isolation, give us a call. We're here to talk. Let's talk about it. You can call us now at 888 
333-3963. Or you can also go to our website, www.positiveprogression.org. You can do it. Thank you for tuning in. God bless you and you have a wonderful day. Anxiety and addiction is a killer. Sleepless nights, you don't have to suffer like this and you're not alone. A lot of addiction comes from untreated emotional trauma. And when you get treatment, it's very easy to come out of it. You can do it. You don't have to do it alone. When you isolate, then we have COVID testing right at the door. Thank you for tuning in to Positive Progression Podcast. We are an inpatient drug and alcohol treatment facility, and we are small. We don't take more than six. We have 24-hour nursing, and we do COVID testing at the door. Uh, If you or someone you know is struggling from the devastating effects of drug and alcohol addiction, you're not alone, but there is help, and you don't have to do it alone. We are here. Let's talk about it. Give us a call at 888-333-3963. Again, the number is 888-333-3963. Or you can go to our website, www.positiveprogression.org. Thank you for tuning in. Have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you soon.